brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome to Murray Montgomery's Lone Star Diary. Murray is a published author and syndicated newspaper columnist. He writes nonfiction stories about the Old West, most of them about cowboys and pioneers to the Lone Star State. Other true stories with an Old West flavor from all parts of America will also be included from time to time. Murray has been writing for some 20 years for the online magazine, Texas Escapes. So sit back and relax, and enjoy these true stories of Old Texas. Now, here's Murray. Hey guys, I'm glad to be back with you this evening. This is uh, our next episode of Lone Star Diary the non-political podcast, and this is uh, January 1st, 2021, and if you're like me, you're sure hoping that this one does a lot better than the last one. I tell you what, this last year was a, it was a bad one for everybody, and it's, it's hanging on, but maybe as, as time goes by that uh, maybe we can shake it. I certainly hope so. Well, folks, tonight I'm going to talk about old John Wesley Harden. John Wesley Harden. This is on probably episode number nine, I believe, of Lone Star Diary. And I had written a column about John Wesley many years ago. And I'm going to share that with you tonight. You know, in the year 1895, the famous Texas bad man, John Wesley Harden, was part owner of the Wigwam Saloon in El Paso, Texas. And as usual, he was up to his old habits of drinking, gambling, and raising hell. And according to the El Paso Times newspaper, Harden was very quarrelsome and threatening. That paper are also reported that he could not stand to lose money, and on one occasion, pulled his gun and compelled the dealer to hand the money back. On August 19, 1895, John Wesley Harden finally met his match when he ran up against Constable John Selman, and Selman wasn't one to go out in the street and face you face to face. John Wesley met his match with Selman after some harsh words between the two men led to gunfire. And when the smoke cleared, old Wes Harden was dead. You know, there are several different versions as to how Harden was killed. Some historians believe that Selman was really no match for Harden in a face-to-face gunfight. And in his books, Texans, Guns, and History, Carl Charles Askins gave this account of the confrontation. John Selman walked in and strode up behind Harden, which was probably the safest way. When he was at arm's length, he whipped out his old forty-five and shot Harden in the back of the head. The version that appeared in the Gonzales Inquirer in Gonzales, Texas, 
implied that Selman was much too quick for Hardin. But a lot of witnesses said that wasn't true, that Selman knew that he was overmatched, so he got him from behind. According to old newspaper stories, there was an autopsy performed, and it showed Hardin was shot from behind. Regardless of which version is true, the fact remains that John Wesley Hardin died as he had lived, violently, violently. Whereas Gonzales County had been one of Hardin's old stomping grounds, folks here were very familiar with his reputation. And one can only wonder how they reacted when they heard the news of his death. Following are a few excerpts from the original article as it appeared in the Gonzales Inquirer. This article was printed on August 22nd of 1895. came from the San Antonio Express News via the El Paso paper. And it goes like this. John Wesley Harden, the noted Texas desperado, is no more. He was shot and instantly killed tonight about 11.30 o'clock in the Acme Saloon by Constable John Selman. Harden had threatened Selman's life several times during the evening, but on meetings, Selman was too quick for him. And as I said before, a lot of witnesses doubted that. And getting back to the newspaper article, Selman, who is very cool and deliberate, but at the same time very quick, has killed a number of bad men, and Harden reckoned without his host when he ran up against him. Harden fell dead with his boots on before he could get one shot off at Selman. Old Wes Harden, as he was familiarly known over southwest Texas, was especially the most noted of the living Texas desperados. Hardin's early career was spent in DeWitt County, Texas, and he was a terror in that section in the 1870s, or until he was sent to the pen. He was sentenced to 15 years, but got a, a time allowance for good conduct, which enabled him to secure his discharge 18 months earlier than would have been the case had he been compelled to serve out his full time. Old Harden took his incarceration, concluded during his incarceration that upon his release, he would take to the practice of law, and so spent the latter part of the period of his confinement in studying the intricacies of Jewish prudence. He gave his attention principally to the criminal law in which he expected to figure with distinction. After spending some time in Cuero and afterwards at Gonzales, where he nearly got into trouble again in the excitement of a county election, he came to El Paso about three months ago. John Wesley Harden was the son of a Methodist preacher and was born in Trinity County, being 45 years of age at the time of his death. He was sent to the penitentiary from Lampasas County in 1876 for the killing of the sheriff of Comanche County who was attempting to arrest him. 
He was released in 1894 and stood his last trial for murder in Cuero that same year. According to the El Paso Times, the Cuero case was dismissed. In personal appearance, Hardin was as typical as a Texas desperado of the earliest type, as was ever portrayed in a dime novel. He was of medium height, nearly six foot tall, straight as an arrow, and dark complexioned, with an eye as keen as a hawk. As an expert shot, he was the peer of either King Fisher or Ben Thompson in their palmist days. He could shoot as quickly and aim as straight as either of them. It was almost sure death for anyone who was in front of his gun when Hardin drew a bead. Seventeen Indian scalps are said to have dangled from his belt, and it is likely that the number of human lives that he has taken will exceed that number. The trouble which resulted in his death last night was brought on by him telling Constable Selman in the Acme Saloon that he did not like Selman's son, which was one of the party of officers who had arrested him a few nights before. One word brought on another, and it ended up by his telling Selman to come out in the middle of the street, and he would come soon, and he would come smoking. Selman waited for several hours, but he did not come out. Then Selman got tired of waiting, and he went into the saloon with a friend. Stepping up to the bar near Hardin, they both watched one another through the mirror in front. After Selman had taken his drink, he said that Hardin reached for his gun, and he pulled his own and turned loose. The first shot crashed through Hardin's brain and killed him instantly. He received two more shots while falling to the floor. He had a gun in each hip pocket, but he did not get a chance to pull either. Thus ended the career of the man who has for several months been feared by the public in general. Now that was a rendition in print in the old Gonzales Inquirer newspaper. History tells us that at one time, John Wesley Harden even had a law office in Gonzales. And if that's true, I think those folks that live there have probably seen it downtown. But anyway, John Wesley, he, he went on a rampage. And he's in the history books for anyone that's ever studied the history of Texas and the Southwest. John Wesley was not a man to be trifled with. I read one time where he said that he had shot a, a fellow cattle puncher on a trail drive just for snoring. And if that's true, well, John Wesley was indeed somebody to watch out for. And I believe if my history serves me correctly, he had a wife over in Smiley, Texas. I believe that's correct. I'll have to go back to my old history books to check it out. But anyway, friends, that's the story of the, the killing of John Wesley Harden. And probably somewhere in my archives, I've probably got more stories about John Wesley. And if I do, I'll dig them up and I'll share them with you again. But for now, I just want to tell you that I appreciate you listening to the Lone Star Diary podcast. The Lone Star Diary podcast will never be political. 
If you want the political side, you need to send me a message and say you want to receive things that come from the podcast Talk Common Sense. I get a little lively in that one. But this is all about history. Lone Star Diary will always just be about history. And we'll leave the politics out of this one. I hope you all had a wonderful Christmas. I hope you all will have a a healthy and prosperous new year. And good Lord willing, 2021 will, will make us forget 2020. I appreciate you folks. Thanks a whole bunch. And I'll be talking to you later on. In the meantime, God bless you and your family and all your friends. And God bless Texas. Good night, folks. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.